Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. Sometimes you have been hurt and uh, you can't even begin to think about forgiving that person. All you can think about is how wrong do you feel? But what if you were on the other end of that situation? What if someone else won't forgive you? I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Greg Smalley and his wife Erin. And Greg, let's go ahead and contextualize this for marriage. What happens in the relationship if a husband isn't willing to forgive his wife or, or vice versa? Yeah, it really creates a nasty domino effect. So one domino is resentment begins to build, which bangs into the next domino, which is bitterness. That leads to really that couple existing kind of as separate lives. They're trying to work things out on their own separately. The next domino really is hearts begin to harden. And over time, when when I feel resentful and bitter and I'm working stuff out separately from Aaron, my heart is hardened, that really is the wrecking ball of a marriage. That That's a marriage that needs serious help. Mm. And it started from that first domino that I wasn't willing to confront and deal with whatever was going on. So I think Scripture is pretty clear that we have to unpack our stuff, and we, we're commanded to forgive. It's not always easy, um, but here's a part of a conversation Jim Daly and I had with Al and Lisa Robertson along these lines. Um, and uh, Al and Lisa, of course, part of the famous Duck Dynasty television tribe. You shared about the struggles you encountered in childhood, and both of you, in different directions, but kind of, unfortunately, the broken state that we're in. You represent humanity in both of your uh, families of origin, and it's just the way it is. Uh, rarely do we find, unfortunately, just really good, healthy families. I believe a lot of focused listeners are that, yeah. but there are some listening today that are living in that unforgiveness that we began to talk about last time. Uh, Lisa, I think I want to open up today with the question about your relationship with your mom, uh, because you hinted at it last time, a highly conditional environment where you felt loved when you behaved properly. You know, all of us feel that from time to time. I think we do that with our boys, uh, probably more often than I wished. You know, how do we, through the lens of your relationship with your mom, first of all, what's the problem we have to be aware of when it comes to this conditional trap we set in our parenting? And how did that play out specifically with you and your mom? Well, I think so many times we expect our children to be perfect, to act perfectly. And, you know, we, we don't think maybe they may make the same mistakes that we do. But I want my kids to know it doesn't matter what mistake you made. Um, I'm going to love you. And my love for you is unconditional. With your own kids, did you start your discussion of discipline with that tone? And did you say, okay, you really blew it here. But, you know, mom and dad have blown it before. And we know what it means to feel guilt. And then I'm going to approach this in a different way. Well, we did um, as they became teenagers. <laughs> right. um, we had two girls, and our girls were totally different. Still are to this day. Uh, they look different. They act different. But they were raised in the same home. Alan says one of them took after my family, and one of them took after his family. And I think I don't know so much about that. I think both of them got a little bit of, of both families there because <laughs> both of them can be hard-headed. Both of them can be soft-hearted. But, you know, what we wanted our kids to know was that even if you make a mistake 
And Alan, he can tell you about this, too, because he had this discussion with one of her daughters. Even if you make a mistake, be honest with us and tell us that you messed up because we know what that means. We messed up ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so just be honest with us and let us know, and then we'll deal with it. But whenever you're not honest and you lie about it, all you're doing is compounding the problem. That's such good parenting advice. And it's hard to do, though. It is. Especially in Christian homes where we want to project this perfection ideal. And then our kids learn to uh, not be real with their circumstances. Um, you and your mom went through some difficult times as adults. I mean, a different relationship from a teen era. But um, you had a lot of loss in a rapid succession. Describe what happened and how your mom began to pull, pull away from you. Well, my mom, she really, I, I feel as though she suffered a lot. Uh, my dad died um, in 2004. My sister died in 2008. My nephew died, um, not, which was my sister's son, um, you know, not long after that, so a year had, and a half later. Your whole family had a lot of loss. Yeah, my brother passed away. I mean, and not only that, my mom had siblings that were dying at the same time. Uh. And so to me, I can look at that again. You know, like I talked about yesterday, you have to put yourself in other people's shoes to understand what they're going through. And so I looked at that and I looked at my mom and I thought, you know, her heart is broken. And I believe I really do, Jim. I believe that she pulled away from me so that if something happened to me, Huh. that she would not have that heartbreak. So that was her grieving process. Yeah, That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah, it was a self-protection mode that she went into. Hmm. But then also, during all of that, she had some difficulties with her health. So she also had TIA. She had strokes, you know, things like that. I just think she had multiple health problems, multiple heartaches, and then whenever you... Add on to that. You compound that with living conditional love. Now, my mom got unconditional love from my dad. My dad loved her to the nth degree. I mean, he loved her. But I believe it was just so ingrained in her with her family yeah. um, that it had to be this way or, you know, we're going to withhold our love. Well, the tipping point was when our book came out in 15, and we were very transparent right, and honest in there. And obviously, her mom felt a lot of guilt from some of that, you know, because it was a family member that had abused her daughter. Right. She so she felt guilty. She felt guilty. And so, you know, and she just, quite honestly, she wasn't happy with us, you know, basically airing out our, you know, laundry, as she called it, mm -hmm. to the whole world. And so it went back to what Lisa described yesterday. It was that we had lost this projection that we were, this was all great. And so... Really, that was the tipping point of when it really went down, and then as her health declined as well. But again, I was telling you about how heroic Lisa is. She, in spite of her mom being very ugly to her and very difficult to her, she still stepped in and took care of her. She didn't hold you know, harsh words against her. I mean, she lived mm. that forgiven lifestyle, wow. even though it wasn't reciprocated at all until the end. How yeah. did you do that, Lisa? Because I'm sure that there was... Um a time when the phone would ring and you know what's going to happen mm -hmm. and you just soon not answer it. But it's your mom. How, how did you push through for that? Well, I just had to go back to the fact that um, my mom gave me life. 
and I owed her my life. And so as we pushed through each time, because there would be some pretty harsh phone calls that I would get from my mom, each time I went back to that, this is my mother. And, you know, we don't get to choose our mothers. We don't get to choose our fathers. And so each time I just had to think about this is what she gave me. She gave me life. Uh, She gave me an opportunity to meet the man that I love. She gave me so many things that I could not hold her harsh words against her Mm -hmm. because God forgave me of so many things, so many terrible things that I had done. And I just thought, I've got to forgive her. See, God tells me if I want him to forgive me, I have to forgive other people. Well, obviously, that lack of forgiveness can be super destructive within a family. And Aaron, let's turn this topic back to the context of marriage. Let's, uh, let me just offer a hypothetical. Let's say a husband uh, realizes um, that he's been holding a grudge against his wife. Something from the past, they've really never brought it to a conclusion. He has never forgiven her. Uh, How does he begin the conversation to get there? Yeah, and I would say, first and foremost, start the conversation between him and God, him and a counselor, really just digging in what what has gone on for me? What have I felt? What did this experience do to my heart? And is my heart closed? Is it hardened? Lord, what are you calling me to based in your truth and the truth about who I am, about who my spouse is and about our relationship, about our marriage? Because that work has to come first to stir that up and to bring it to the light. So then you can go and have a, a healthy conversation with your spouse. And I really like Aaron, how you're saying that, because the temptation when when there's something that needs to be forgiven is to go to your spouse and try to work that out. But I really like what you're saying is that actually that that work has to begin with the individual for for that person to understand better what's going on. And like you said, really work that out between um, him or her and, and the Lord. I like that. I think the the key once you get some personal healing around whatever's going on, ultimately, though, you want to talk that through with your spouse. I mean, that, that that's a conversation that has to happen. And my guess is that because you haven't dealt with it, it's probably because that's never gone well. And I would encourage you to to not try to have that sort of hot topic, that really deeply sensitive issue, that conversation alone. And if you haven't been able to make that conversation work in the past, how in the world is it going to work now? So I, I think to guard and protect the marriage, to to treat the individuals in a good way, go meet with a counselor and, and just sit with that person. You can walk in and say that there's an issue that's gone on. We really haven't dealt with it. We'd love to do that here because that counselor is going to know how to create safety mm-hmm. and structure probably going to teach you how to really talk through that. And then there's a way to do that. We actually call that heart talk. And, and there's a structure of how we do that. And so that's the benefit of going through a counselor is now you're in a safe room. You've got a, a third person that's trained and, and who will coach you guys through to where the goal is to have this deeply intimate empathy experience with one another. And again, if you haven't been able to do that up to this point, don't think it's just going to happen. Something has to change. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and that's why a counselor can really help you have that sort of deep emotional conversation to where you both, for, maybe for the first time, really deeply understand what, what was the issue for my spouse? What was going on? And, and allow your heart to care. That That's empathy. When I put myself in in Aaron's shoes, and yeah. what, what was that like for her? And, and that's the kind of stuff that really unlocks that resentment, that bitterness. And so turns we, it into compassion, right. to, as you said, empathy, to right. understanding so that your spouse, who is your best friend and your person that you hang out with for the rest of life, uh, you've got their back. It's not judgmental. It's not, I'm angry at you. You've not just forgiven, but now you're in their corner. You're helping. Um, now, uh, an initial consult with one of our counselors, and we're happy to schedule that for you, is not long enough or uh, going to allow for the kind of uh, deep conversation, Greg, that you're talking about. But it's a starting point. Mm. And so if you're stuck in your marriage, if you're struggling with forgiveness, uh, particularly in your marriage, but in any aspect of life, call and talk to one of our counseling team members. Uh, we'll schedule that for you, as I said. And uh, you're going to find that to be a really, really helpful first step. Our number is 800, the letter A, and the word family. And then uh, I I love Al and Lisa and their uh, authenticity, their transparency. They're they're so genuine. And their book, Desperate Forgiveness, uh, is one of the best books I've seen on this topic. And we'll send a copy uh, to you as our thank you gift when you join the support team here with a gift of any amount to focus on the family. Now, the Robertsons are going to be back next time to discuss overcoming anger so you can forgive. And uh, until then, on behalf of Greg and Aaron and the entire team, I'm John Fuller. This has been the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.